Hardwood Boys, episode 52. Well, welcome back, Mr. Victorious. <laughs> Glad to be back. Glad to see nice. you back. It's cool outside. Brandon and I are wearing shorts and Crocs and flip flops. And two and other people are not. I know. I'm wearing a jacket. <laughs> hey, bundled up. It's I cold. I go to work outside. You know, work outside. I wear long pants. <laughs> Forty six is cold around here. You get yeah. chafed in your recliner if you wear shorts. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chelly works on Monday. She gets the recliner. Where, where, where did the recliner come from again? Vic, oh, you gave right. it to yeah. us. Yeah. yeah, it's only busted my shins only about fifty times because the little lock mechanism doesn't oh, work anymore. Yes. If you pull it out off the wall so you can lean back. It, does it automatically right in machine. I think Vic so, did that on purpose. Yes. Yeah. It's probably no. broken, so he gave it to us. No. I do appreciate it. It's going to help tomorrow when I'm working by myself and it's 30 degrees in that office. I got a big blanket and a pillow. Yeah. Probably not too many people going to be on the, on the water with the wind yeah. blowing like this. Sounds grueling. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be cold because uh, we got that cement floor up there. So oh, yeah. Even with the heater on, it might be 60 degrees in the building or in that little office. But with your feet on the concrete floor mm. like that, with no insulation underneath it, it's cold. No matter mm-hmm. how warm you get it in there, you can't sit. You can't stand on the floor. Your feet get numb. Maybe but, some slippers for work. Uh, well, I usually sit on the desk. <laughs> I do. <laughs> the heat blows right on me, and I just sit up on the desk. Well, why don't you move up. the recliner to where the desk is? And well, the, the desk, desk is built in, uh. so I can't do that. But it, it, it'll be, it'll be fine. It'll be good. I'm not you need an electric blanket so you can just lay in her recliner. Well, I got that a big camouflage blanket we used to have on our bed, so it's a big, uh, big blanket. So I'll be warm. It'll be nice. Be like okay. hunting in a deer stand. Uh, did you find any Bigfoots over in Branson where you went? Nope, no Bigfoots. No Bigfoots. Um, have any good stories it, from Branson? Um, not, you know, uh, the I'll tell y'all a little haunted house story. Um, second night we were there. Uh, I mean, and me, when I go to sleep, I can sleep through anything. I, it doesn't matter. Um, Camille said she heard a door open and close. So y'all were staying in a we haunted rented house. a house. Oh, okay. It wasn't. I mean, it, we didn't stay in a haunted house on purpose. Yeah. We rented a house. It's three bedrooms. Super cool. Over a lake. Two minutes to everything as far as like like the the riverfront where like Bass Pro Shops is literally two minutes away. The little Old timey downtown areas right there. So that was really cool. But um, the second night we're there, I get up my normal time, three thirty in the morning. I go out and I'm watching TV, and Camille comes out like seven thirty, and like like she tossed and turned all night. I slept through it. She's like, I heard a door open and close, like open and close, open and close, and. She's like, I got up, and it wasn't Riley. Riley was sleeping. She said, and then I'm laying there, and she has a white noise machine. It's just like... Yeah, I use those, too. We have at the house. She said, I'm laying there, and I could hear, like, I don't... She said, I don't know if it was kids or adults. She said, I could hear a couple of people laughing. She said, I did not sleep another week the rest of the night. She didn't wake you up, though? No, no. hear it? No, it wasn't going to bother me. She knows better now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was, and that was the only night. It was like Tuesday night that we were there. Um, Weather was nice. I did some fishing. Uh, Dogwood Canyon is where we went. Super cool place if y'all ever go up there. I mean, it's it's super cool. Uh, Caught a couple of little... 12 inch rainbow trout 
I could have kept them for five dollars and fifty cents a pound, but uh, I wasn't gonna cook them. So and yeah. it wasn't like I caught a, a ten pounder, which they have there. I mean, they just swimming in the water. I was like, holy cow, look at these things. Did you get any pictures? Yeah, I got some video okay. and stuff. But the, the the big boys, they don't they don't go the after bait. the bait. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, kind of like deer. you're not gonna want to eat that. That's those, how they anyway. got that big. Yes, yes. <laughs> kind of so, like the deer. Yeah. We don't see them that often. Um so you know, we did uh, the Dolly Parton Stampede one night. We did um Shanghai thing one night, which is like um like acrobatic show. We did Polar Express one night. Um and you know, I mean, but it was it was fun. It wasn't crowded. Didn't have to worry about a whole lot of people being around you. Um, outside of the line again, the the Dolly Stampede was, you know, I mean, you're stacked in there, but they had everybody separated out. And then um, going in the Silver Dollar City was crowded, but just going in once you got into the park, it was there was, yeah. was anybody there. So, um, and they had a a co- it's called Br- the Branson Coaster. Which is like if y'all have ever been to Gatlinburg, like and you go to Over Gatlinburg and they had the old toboggan sled, yeah, sled up, down up, the yes. mountain. Well, yeah. the Branson coaster is similar to that, except for it's on a metal track. So it's like a roller coaster, but yeah. down the mountain. Yeah, and no matter what, you it won't come off. It, it will not come off. Yeah, and so like the first time I rode it, I was like, I, I, you go down the mountain. And then it catches you and pulls you back up the mountain, and then you go back down the mountain again. Okay. Well, when you get up to the top, it says, I dare you to not use your brakes. Well, I'm like, I don't know about this. this. No, I was like, I don't know about this. I'm even going to push off. I can feel it, you know, moving a little bit. So you go down the mountain, it catches you and brings you up to the top where you get on. And so I got off. And I asked the people, I said, will this, will this come off the track? And they said, absolutely not. I tried to pick it up. Like, I tried to lift it. It will not come off the track. Except for there's a little section. Until you get little, to the bottom. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a little <laughs> section right there at the top. And they have a little crane where they lift these carts yeah, off. Yeah, to where it'll come yeah. off. Yeah. Um, and that's it. It's the only place. So the next time down, I'm going to tell you that. I don't know how fast I was going, but I, I made myself, like, like car sick. Because I I kept it hammered down the whole way, and I like I almost ran into like Camille and Riley. Like it stopped me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so Riley wanted to go again. And I told Camille, I was like, "There's there's no way I'm I'm going on this. I, I, I might throw up after doing this. It, <laughs> yeah. it was that bad, but it was it was super cool. We had a great trip. So that's good. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. Glad you're back. I'm glad you had fun in Branson. You didn't find any Bigfoots. That's what we th- that's, sent you up there for. That's why I went to Dogwood Canyon because they said they had spotted them up there, but I I, I never didn't saw see any. Mm-hmm. You were too busy fishing, catching a little uh, trout. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't help it. It's, you know. Yeah. I, d- I do have a shout out uh, to Elizabeth Parada who we were supposed to be in jury duty together this week, but we, it was been called off on Monday and Tuesday so far, so I haven't gotten to meet her. But she did send a message on Facebook one day uh, last week, and I was in the she blind. She actually learned something. Yeah, I was in the blind with Georgia <laughs> when she sent the message at like 7 in the morning. And she said that there's different seasons. She understands there's different seasons, like the deer season and the squirrel season and rabbit season, and there's also different seasons within the season of like bow season, gun season, muzzleloader, stuff like that. Dogs. And she was at her question was, and I answered it real briefly. 
uh, through Facebook. You mean poorly. Poorly, probably. <laughs> I should have been more in-depth, but I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Maybe she'll listen and ask more questions. Her question was, even if it's gun season, can you bow hunt? Do y'all go back and forth, or do you have to only bow hunt? Can you only gun hunt during the gun season? That kind of thing. So I told her, I said, we switch back and forth, I think. I don't remember what I said. But I was currently bow hunting, or with a crossbow, with my daughter, because I'd already killed a deer. So I was sitting with her. She wanted to try and kill another one. So that was, I mean, y'all can answer, yeah. elaborate on that, too. Once bow season starts, and you're bow hunting... You can bow hunt for the rest of the year, and that's typically what I do. <clears throat> um, you know, I won't be going back up to the camp probably until January. Yeah. And so I really wanted to go ahead and get some meat. So I actually gun hunted my first hunt on Saturday morning. Yes. And um, I'm doing the same thing this year because I don't have a lot of chances to go hunting. So yeah. I'm yeah. Hunting. I'm, I'm the same way. I go so, hunt when I get a chance and I need the meat. I'll go yeah. hunt. Yeah. I, I killed it that doe Saturday morning. Um, and it's it's so, it was, it was so odd. D was up there and these two boys were up there. So it was Dylan and Hayden and D and myself. And Dylan and Hayden went to food plot we call Little Texas because, I mean, we, when we first got that piece of property, we put a, a tripod feeder, and that thing was like like 10 feet up in the air. Yeah. A hundred yards away from the, from the actual little food plot that we hunt, and we let like a group of trees and stuff grow up in there, so we couldn't really see the, the feeder. Yeah. But we could see the deer, because it's, it's, it's like... <laughs> pines and there's no undergrowth in these pines yeah big mature pine but we could see we couldn't see the feeder but we could see the deer walking to the feeder so we yeah. just called it little texas because when you go hunting in texas the, i mean they'll load up that they all have these 55 gallon buckets of corn on the back of their vehicles mm-hmm. they drop you off in the stand go fill they up go, the feeder yeah. well no they go spin it all out on the ground just yeah. drive around and then go park and then come get yeah. a stand with you so we that's, that's why it's called little texas yeah <laughs> 10 minutes later you take your pick exactly what price range that's am harvesting. i in yeah, yeah. For, for this hunt yeah. you can kill that 110 inch deer right there because kinda, you're gonna pay me two thousand kind of like that turkey hunt i, I, I talked about in the turkey yeah. Yeah. right so um they they went to little texas and i took d's oldest son dylan he went into a food plot we call gob it's named gob that's gill o'brien so that's that, and it's it's a feeder out in the woods as well um so i take him in to his stand and leave him and then I go to Cattle Pond which is I mean it's become like one of my favorite little places out there so I get there and it stormed all day Friday and I knew the the seat was going to be wet on the ladder stand and I mean I sat down and it just immediately it was cool wet, but, like, oh yeah. god it's the start of the hunt yeah so I've been there I don't know from maybe six o'clock in the morning it was breaking daylight when i got in there it's probably 7 30 and I, I stood up kind of stretched i heard something behind me i want to turn around and look to see what it was and um i caught movement in front of me and i saw a doe a smaller doe and I'm like oh well, dang so i i mean i sat down and grabbed my binoculars and looked and there's two does and i'm like 
I wonder if there's any more out here. And I'm just like looking in, in front of me, 45 yards away is another doe and she's got her head down, she's eating acres. Has no clue I'm there at all. Yeah. But she's facing straight to me. It's like she's slowly coming towards me. So I just, I eased up my gun and I mean, I, I put it, you know, I was on her chest and, and I flicked that safety and she looked up at me and I, I mean, it was, it was just so quick. Boom, yeah. I pulled the trigger and she just yeah. laid down right there. Um, so, you know, I was like, all right, I, I packed the gun, put it back up and I was done. You know, I, uh, and that was Saturday. Yeah, Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Yeah, that's the picture I sent y'all on Saturday morning. Yeah. yeah. And I took a picture cleaning and it got on my hardwood boy shirt. I didn't shirt. see that. I, I didn't yeah. see yeah. that. You got to send that, that one out. Yeah. Put it you got to be yeah. wearing your hardwood boy shirt. T-shirt. Put on, put on my orange shirt. I mean, that's like good luck. Um, Heck yeah. I, I had on a green long sleeve shirt. So it looks like a long sleeve so shirt. So it looks like a, a long sleeve shirt. And, and Dylan was like, these older son, he's like, man, I need one of those Arbor Boys long sleeve shirts. I said, they're all short sleeve, man. Yeah. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> not even long sleeve. It hasn't gotten cold enough that long sleeve yet. <laughs> Might maybe, be time. Maybe we'll start making yeah. it. Well, that's good. So you finally, a Hardwood Boys had some success in the woods. Boy, you, you. I hammered out the deer before any of us. I had some success. I got lucky, lucky that I got to stay there for seven days. I don't think I've ever stayed there for seven straight days and hunted morning and evening. So it just worked out. The first three days I was there, I think it was Saturday morning, Saturday evening, Sunday morning, Sunday evening. I think I saw a doe and a yearling that I tried to sneak up on because I saw him from my stand one evening and I saw him go down this lane this little lane that's fit that's like a food plot so I snuck down there right before dark and tried to sneak up on him and I, I got my gun up and I'm, and I'm peeking around the edge of the the weeds and I look up and I was hoping they'd be like 75 yards down the lane they were 20 yards right there she was looking right at me <laughs> and, I, and I had her in my scope and I, was, I couldn't tell if it was the mom or the baby and I was just like ah eh. so I didn't take the shot they busted me and they ran down out of the lane that was the first three days. That's the only excitement I had. I think Monday morning, I had two yearlings out in front of me at daylight. They were out there before daylight. And then a doe came out and couldn't get a shot on her. And then a coyote came running in after her. And I took a shot at him real quick and missed. And like no hair, no blood, no nothing. So I mean, I searched and searched. And then I, so I went back up to the camp and shot my gun that morning. I hadn't shot it since last year. And it was on last year, but, you know, over the year it could get, get bumped. Yeah. And it's in a hard case and all that, but you never know. First shot was three inches high. I was like, son of a bitch. How far was that? It was only like 75 yards. So, the same ammo as usually do? Yeah, same same mm, bullets. I've always, yeah, so I was yeah. like, well, let me shoot again. It might have been me jerking that first shot. I don't know. And the second shot was only about two inches high. So I was like, okay, it's still high. Yeah. And me jerking the first time, second shot, it's still high. But they're both that high. So I pumped it down like yeah. five or six clicks. Third shot was, you know, quarter inch to the right of the target. It's like it's close on enough. now. Yeah, it's like it's on now. <laughs> We're not so, sniping here. No. So yeah, yeah so enough. I missed the coyote. <laughs> and then the next, I think it was that afternoon. No, it was Tuesday afternoon. I ran. I went. No, Tuesday morning. It was thirty-two degrees. I remember looking at my phone, going, "It's freezing. Mm-hmm. It's freezing." And I went way back in the woods. It's the first time. Most time I've been hunting the, the food plots and the lanes and stuff that we have cut. This I went across the bridge to this ladder stand that I never go to. I've been once or twice in the that last first eight one years. Yeah, the first around. one. It's yeah. up there. It's a cool little box yeah. stand my dad's made into a ladder stand. I've never hunted it since they made it into a good stand to where two people can sit in it. And he's got it covered in mesh and a roof over it. 
it's it's pretty nice little stand i hunted in that exact tree they have another stand in it from years ago three or four times over the last eight years never seen a deer so i i climb up there and when it was cold i just i just had an idea maybe they're they're in the woods they're not out in the fields and the food plots right now they're out in the woods because the acorns are everywhere sitting there it's i don't know i get in the woods at 5 30 i got in that stand 30 minutes before you could even see at about 6 30 sun comes up and i and it's so loud in there because there was no rain before that and the leaves are a foot deep and you're crunching them. Yeah, yeah so loud that i'm thinking i'm gonna hear any deer that's coming i can see 200 yards in every direction thinking i'm gonna see any deer that comes around and i i'm just kind of looking one way and i hear a little crack i look down there's a seven point 25 yards from me I'm like how did he even get there i mean he's he's not you know he's he doesn't know i'm there jumped a little log jumped a creek right behind me a little ditch and then he fed behind me which the wind was blowing out of the southeast, so it was directly where he was walking he hit my scent and he just froze and he walked away downwind of me with his tail up he never ran he just walked away until i couldn't see him anymore and then about 30 minutes later I'm looking up and I see this coyote come out and it's about 150 yards. I'd missed a coyote the day before thinking I'm going to take a shot at him, maybe. So I got my gun up. I'm looking through the scope and he's just sitting by a tree, kind of licking his butt and just sunning, you know, it's like, I'm so I got all this time in the world to watch him thinking I, I need to take this shot and just see if I can hit him, you know? And he looks over to the right, to his right, my right. And I look over and here come three does walking directly towards him at about 40 yards from him and so i was like oh crap so i threw it up on the biggest doe and she starts stomping at him i'm thinking oh they're about to run so i squeezed the trigger she ran about 40 yards and i i thought i saw her fall but through the woods and when you got three deer running around mm. and i so i'm still thinking oh crap you know i missed again don't know i marked where i thought she laid down or went down and then those other two deer wandering around for an hour and a half. They kept coming back. I'm like, should I shoot one of them? I was like, no, I know she's... If I didn't hit her, they, they'd all be gone. They're still around because she's down. So I didn't shoot them. I went out there. I called my daughter. I said, you want, me to, you want to help me blood track her? So I went and got Georgia. We blood tracked her. She ran about 40 yards. Good shot. I showed y'all that picture. That exit yeah. wound was good. Blood everywhere. Everything was good. So that was the first doe that I sent y'all. And then the next day... It rained all morning. That afternoon, I went to the same exact spot. And I was like, I don't really need to kill a deer now. I'm just hunting to hunt. If something happens, it happens. And I'm sitting in the same tree, same everything, in the afternoon. And within five minutes of me getting in the stand, I look up and here comes six does. Well, three does and three babies coming out of this cutover. And they fed behind me for 45 minutes to an hour. Downwind of me. And they would pick their heads up, and they'd look in my direction, but they kept feeding at about 75 yards downwind of me. Then finally, one of them got a whiff of something they didn't like and just took off. Back where they came yeah, from. that was it. you. Yeah, I know. She got a <laughs> whiff of me, but she just had enough or something. I don't know. She got a big whiff of me and took off. But they were back there for 30, 45 minutes feeding. Yeah. I could watch them. They took off, and they all ran right 20 yards from me, right past me, and went up into the cutover again. So I'm like, okay, well, my hunt's over because the doe blew and all this stuff. And I'm looking down. I think Georgia was in a stand crossbow hunting by herself for the first time. So oh, wow. She's texting me, and I was like, yeah, I just had six does feeding in front of me, blah, blah, blah. And as I'm texting her, I just happen to hear a crunch in front of me. I look up. There's a freaking buck 
running across in front of me. I mean, all I saw was horns. I was like, holy... And it was big enough to where I didn't have to think about it. It wasn't a monster, but I just saw horns, you know. It looked like a 10-inch G2 on one side. He's running in front of me. So I throw the gun up and hit the the bolt, the pole there that's holding the roof up. Because <laughs> he gets by me. And when I hit like that, he froze behind a tree. And then something behind him catches my eyes. You know, something was behind him. So I'm thinking, maybe that's a bigger buck. If I turn and look, it's a doe chasing him. They I mean, got he this was, all backwards. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. he was running from that doe. I mean, wow. she was on his butt. And so that gave me enough time to put the gun in and take it out the other the other window, the other side of the stand. And I put it up and I could see his horn and his nose sticking out from behind a tree at like 30 yards. And I'm thinking, he just needs to take one step. But he's going to bolt, you know. I think he just needs to take, and he took one step and looked at me. So all I had was about the front shoulder up to his head. And I put it right in the front of his front shoulder and his neck and popped him and he went face first into the ditch i think i sent y'all the picture yeah. where he was yeah. underwater in the ditch he yeah. Went yeah. face first and laid in the ditch he was cuba diving yeah he was i think <laughs> I he think drowned he himself yeah. yeah i think he broke his neck from the scare being scared and ended up drowning because when i found him not a drop of blood on the ground not a drop of blood in the water he was in the water for 20 30 minutes before i got there oh wow not a drop of blood i couldn't find where i hit him i hit him in the very base of the neck right in front of the shoulder in and out he drowned for sure well it went yeah. in and out you say in and out oh that, it came out that, no blood that no that i i yeah. shot with my, my rifle no the blood bullet never came out and that what are you shooting with that was a 180 grain 30 out six core lock and at, but at 40 yards but 45. And it it should have, yeah. It should have right. any bone. It never came out. You had a light load. You yeah. might have had light powder from the factory. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Some Mine, all I can there. figure is, because I'm shooting a 7 millimeter Magnum from 40 yards, it blew right through his neck I without even what, mushrooming that's the what bullet. That's what 30-06 should do. That's <laughs> what I, I would have thought happened. But there was, I mean, I, that picture I sent y'all yeah. was... I could see a little blood on his neck. Aren't those, those, aren't those equivalent? You Almost can see the blood on the neck, so I shot the deer on the deer well, right so side. Okay. Considered a magnum so the cartridge? bullet should the come out action? on the left side. The know. bullet never came out. Really? The picture I sent you when I planted it, there's no exit wound, and you can see all the way up the side of the deer. That's I'm going to look strange. that up. I don't know. So, yeah, that is one thing that you can hit it perfectly, and it can run 40 yards. You can hit it in the neck or perfectly. Like, that neck, there was zero. I mean, there was not a drop of blood in the water, in on the ground. If he had run into a thicket and run 40 yards into a thick thicket, I don't know if I could find him because yeah. there was zero blood. I'm shot. not liking this pattern of shooting deers in the neck. Well, That's I the best meat. Yeah, I, I, I got you his neck. So I, I, With I, a big I, oh, bullet in oh, it. Oh, right here. That's the surprise. No, there's no hey. bullet in it. It went right through it. This is the present for Brandon. Has it still got the hair on it? No, it doesn't have the hair on it. It's got. It's in a bag. It's a trash bag I'm holding up right now with the buck's neck <laughs> hole. So that's for Brandon. Tacos. Yeah, to take home when he goes. How home do you cook it, Brandon? What's your favorite way to do the, the smoke it neck? on the grill? Bone in. No, so I smoke it for a couple hours. Bone in. Yeah. And then get kind of the smoke on. It. Then I put it in like braising liquid. Like just beef stock or something. Okay. With super, onions, super, yeah, onions and good. peppers and stuff in there. Let it just cook down in that. It's like a stew cover almost. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, but that sounds amazing. It was yeah. it was super good. Yeah, I, I got some of it. How'd you 
We can go to the next episode now. Oh, okay, we're at 23, 24 minutes. Yeah. Are you going to make this wish for you? Have you listened to the last one? I think you should. Come on, boy. Okay. Okay, we're we're going to end the episode now. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Hardwood Boys out. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Hardwood Boys Eye Podcast. We do appreciate you joining us tonight. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can reach us on our Hardwood Boys Facebook page. Don't forget to like and share so we can keep this thing going. Also, you can reach us through our email address, which is hwboys2020 at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram account if you want to like or share or whatever you can do with that. We do appreciate it, whether you're in the outdoors, whether you're in the inside now that it's cold and around Christmas time. Stay hard.